Welcome to Inside the Athlete's Mind, the podcast where we uncover the incredible stories, wisdom, and experiences of athletes from all walks of life. I am your host, Martinique Delport. I'm a passionate advocate for the world of sports and the incredible human spirit that drives athletes to achieve greatness. This podcast is all about going deep into the minds of top athletes, competitive athletes, and even the everyday heroes among us. We'll explore their stories, share invaluable advice, and get to the heart of their experiences, both on and off the field. Together, we'll understand the mindset that propels them to their personal best. And that's not all. In our bonus episodes, we'll unveil the secrets behind peak performance. I am thrilled to be on this journey with you as we build a community celebrating resilience, dedication, and the extraordinary individuals who make the world of sports an inspiring place. So sit back, relax, and get ready to explore inside the athlete's mind. All right. Hello and welcome to Inside the Athlete's Mind. Today we are joined by Jenna Goldie. Jenna Goldie has shared her inspiring weight loss journey with everyone on Instagram. And today she's going to be here telling us a little bit more about that and her journey into starting CrossFit. Um, So Jenna, welcome. Thank you. I'm super, super excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you here. So first of all, let's just dive straight in. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the sport of CrossFit. Cool. So I'm obviously Jenna Goldie. I am a teacher first and foremost, and then second, obviously, trying to be a competitive CrossFit athlete. Um, So that's basically me in a nutshell. I started CrossFit a couple like three years ago and I got roped into the sport thanks to a friend of mine um she convinced me to try a week trial at a CrossFit box and initially I was like whoa that's super hectic I don't know if I want to do CrossFit I've seen CrossFit and I'm not 100% sure that that is going to be um the sport for me I wasn't entirely sure that I wanted to particularly gain muscle like those CrossFit athletes Um, but she pulled me in and made sure that I went to the week trial and it was honestly I don't even know how to explain it besides love at first sight like I died Um, it was one of the toughest things I or the toughest sports I've ever done but it was so awesome and I think after day one I was hooked I was like right this is it. This is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to keep myself fit and healthy. So thankfully, yeah, she pulled me in straight away. And now, yeah, I've loved every second of it. Oh, that's awesome. I think everybody had that same, very same experience starting CrossFit that you absolutely die, but it's absolutely incredible. And then you're hooked. So I think that's a very common, a common um, feeling people have when they start CrossFit. Absolutely. Um, so it's um you've had like a you've had slight rocky journey. You uh, come from a sport background, and then you gain a little bit of weight. So I want you to talk us through kind of what that period looked like and 
the feelings that you had when someone told you that you have gained weight. So walk us through that journey um, and your, 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 your thoughts and feelings that you went through. Sure. So I obviously in school, I was very, very sporty. There wasn't a term that went by that I wasn't involved in some sort of extracurricular activity at school. I also was a gymnast up to the age of 14. Um, so I really pursued that until high school. And then when I got into high school, I started playing things like water polo. I did netball. I did athletics. I did swimming. So I was really, really involved in the sporting culture at the school. And then when I left school, I decided to pursue a degree in sports science at the University of Pretoria. And when I went there, I tried to get involved in some of the university um, sports like water polo and netball. But unfortunately, it just didn't work out at that period. And I ended up not enjoying what I was studying, sports science anymore. So I decided to pursue a degree in teaching, um, which then led me to get a sort of a, a coaching job in, in the West Coast um, in Cape Town. And there I obviously stayed with my now husband um, and we moved in together down there and uh, we moved up onto the West Coast and up on the West Coast there's really minimal um, activities going on. There's not a gym, there's no, um, not a lot of people, especially people of our own age. And we kind of fell into um, these negative habits of over drinking, overeating. And although that lifestyle for us at the time was everything that we ever could have wanted, and we had the best time together and it was awesome for us in terms of our personal growth and, and what we went through up on the West Coast together as a couple. Um, but we did fall into these negative habits of, of drinking and eating and not looking after ourselves and not taking sleep seriously or exercise or our mental spaces very seriously. And um, I, for one, ended up putting on quite a lot of weight um, and it was very easy for me to keep that, you know, to myself. And I think when something like that happens to you, you, you don't think it's as bad as it is. Um, yeah. You always, yeah, you look at yourself and you're like, I'm actually not that bad. Like, I'm not that bad. You know, I'm not that bad. Um, and that's, I think, what happened to me is I, kept, I was in denial a lot. I was like, oh, it's not, I'm not that bad. I can probably lose this quickly if I wanted to, you know, but there was no action behind that. And when I came back home after a couple of years and my mom and my parents saw me and they were like, whoa, <laughs> what is happening? You know, you, you've put on weight. And um, that was hard to hear because like I said, it was in my mind, I was actually fine and I didn't look that bad. And if someone took a picture of me, it was kind of like, uh, it must be the picture. <laughs> I don't actually look like that. It's the picture. It's the angle. Um, it's fine. I'm good. I'm, I'm exactly doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And when I came home and um, got dressed for a birthday party and my mom told me that the outfit that I'm wearing was not um, appropriate for my body size, um, it really like hit home. And that was really I like almost traumatizing, you know, I, yeah. that's not something that you ever want to hear. You don't ever want to hear that you look bad or that you don't suit an outfit because you're overweight. Um, and I think that marked a 
turning point in in my whole journey. And I think that's actually what started this whole um, thing for me is 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 my mom actually telling me, listen, this is not good. You don't look good. You this you can't wear that. And although it really really hurt, um, I think that I needed that, and that's exactly what kickstarted my whole weight loss journey and ultimately what led me into CrossFit, which I'm could not be more grateful for. And then when we went back to the West Coast, I started running and trying to take uh, my health and my fitness a little bit more seriously. I still had limited access to gyms or equipment, but I did the best that I could to try and kickstart that journey. Um, so that's basically how I got into um, fitness and CrossFit. Which is pretty cool. I think a lot of people, you know, they they know they're overweight and you know, they have people telling them they're overweight, but they never get to the point where they start taking action. And like your mom that was honest with you, I think a lot of people don't really have that. I think a lot of people, you know, we try to be nice and we try to spare people's feelings when those people might need it the most. It's just a little bit of honesty. Um, and I think, you know, that pivotal point is... It's like you said, what brought you to this very point of you pursuing to be a semifinals athlete, which is absolutely incredible. I'm pretty sure you never thought that would be the way that your life was going to go. No, absolutely not. No ways. And yeah, I couldn't be more grateful for, for the journey that I've been on that you sort of got me to this point. And, you know, it's been very difficult and I especially think that it's hard now because we're in a in a culture of body positivity and we're in a culture of normalizing things that potentially are unhealthy you know so it's very it's a very tricky space to be in currently Mm -hmm. and we have to be very careful about you know how we broach topics like that so it's been been in time (laughs) It's, it's been a time. So you started an Instagram page, logging your journey, logging your weight loss journey. Um, how did that start? And when did you get to the point where you decided that you want to share this with other people? So, yeah, I started it in 2019. Um, and initially, I started as just a private account. So I only had my mom following me and one of my other really close friends. Um, and that was just so that the two of them could keep me accountable, you know, and I had some way to document my weight loss journey so that one day I could look back and say, wow, look how far I've come, or this is incredible, or this maybe could inspire somebody else. And it took, uh, initially the weight started to fall off really quickly, which I think is super normal. And that's when you get down to those lower numbers that it starts to come off more like slower. Um, yeah. So I started to lose, I put out my pictures, I did one of those assessments where you stand on the scale and you hold your arms out and it tells you and it like draws that cartoon um, image of your body. And when I saw that picture being printed, I was like, oh my goodness, like, I can't believe I look like that. Um, So I posted all of those, the stats and how I looked and I took before pictures and I posted them and then. I would just document like my meals. I would document um, non-scale victories, like my clothes fitting a little bit better. Um, I would document 
some of the exercises that I did, and then obviously my progress photos. So I think I decided to open that account to the public when I'd already lost 10 kilograms, because then I thought, okay, well, I've got, I've lost enough weight for this to seem like I'm taking it seriously and like a legit thing yeah. that I'm trying to do. And I did open it in the hopes to inspire other people to potentially do the same, you know, and to start taking their health and their their fitness seriously. And I thought, you know, I'm I'm just an ordinary individual. And if I can do it, then I'm hoping that that would inspire and, and help other people do the same thing. Yeah. And that's definitely what I did. Definitely inspired so many people. What was some of the biggest struggles that you faced when you started your weight loss journey? Obviously, you're now not feeling great about your body. Someone told you that you, you probably need to lose weight. You're not looking great. So what was the mental challenges that you were facing along obviously with, you know, prepping food, eating healthy meals, what was the struggles you were facing when you just started your weight loss journey? Sure. So obviously when, you, when I first began, the motivation was a huge issue. Just getting up and making the decision, today I'm going to go and exercise or today I'm going to um, eat healthy um, is a struggle in the beginning. Just to, you know, and once you decide, once you get to a point where that's no longer a decision anymore, it's just something that you do, it becomes a lot easier. But to get to that point is really difficult. And I think initially the lack of knowledge is something that held me back and, and was a, it was a real issue in, in my initial, like the starting phases of my journey. And we didn't know how to eat correctly. Um, I knew that any exercise was going to be good exercise, regardless of what it was. And that was cool. Um, But the food was a huge issue. Um, We juiced for a lot of time, um, put all of our veggies and fruits into that juicer and just drank liquids, which I now know is definitely not the way to go. Um, So... (laughs) Yeah, that's not a good idea. So we would do that for like breakfast and dinner and then we would have like a proper uh, meat, veggies, um, carb for lunch. But that was never a sustainable diet. That was never something that we could keep going and keep doing for years and it wasn't healthy. So um, just a lack of knowledge was massive for us. And, you know, when you start seeking out a different um sort of advice from different people or different uh, techniques or different ways and different diets, do you start realizing, oh, okay, well, this is what it sort of should look like. This is what we should be eating. This is what a balanced diet looks like. And yeah. so those were the two main um, mental challenges, you know, to get through. And then I also think like with anything in life, there's a lot of self-doubt, you know, you think, oh, damn, you know, the scale only went down by 200 grams. And then the next day you stand and you're like, oh, my word's gone up by four. Like what is happening? Like I'm literally doing everything I can to try and get this to go down. And what's happening, you know, and it starts to play on your mind. And I think 
and we find that with like sort of every facet of our lives is that that self-doubt creeps in and you don't you start not believing that it's possible you're thinking oh what have I done wrong what can I do more you know and I think that kind of mindset also sometimes leads to being like too extreme or too reserved you know you you kind of need to stay within that middle band and so that was also a super huge mental struggle is is only being focused on the scale which yes. which and it still bothers me even to this day and when i stand on the scale and i look at this number i think oh my goodness what's going on but it takes a lot to realize that the is such a thing as non-scale victories and we have to focus on those because those are just as important if not more important than the number that's displayed on the scale and what were some of the the non-scale victories that you have can you share some of those with us yeah absolutely so I think one of the big ones were my clothes that fitted me better you know I had to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe which is probably one of the best feelings ever you know when you realize oh my goodness this is something's working I I think another one is just the overall my overall feeling you know having more energy being able to do more things um regaining you know and even in my exercising being able okay I could only run 2k's yesterday let me try and run 2.2k's today you know just those those little bit extra, you know, that you're doing every day, it all adds up. And I think that's really important. And even now, to this day, with all the knowledge that I have, and with all my coaches, I still have these non-scale victories. And it's so important to, to recognize those and like take them in. Yeah. And I think like you're this great example of consistency and like you said like we all know we all know this but we still freak out when we get on the scale and you know we've gained 400 grams or we didn't lose anything but we all know that like losing weight isn't a linear process like you're gonna have ups and downs your weight's gonna go up it's gonna go down but then if you look back over three or six months, you're going to see, okay, it did go up, but then initially it actually went down. And a lot of people, when they see those, the weight going up, they just, you know, they give in. They're like, okay, this is not working. So they, they return to their bad habits where I think it's so important, especially if you're just, you know, you want to lose some weight is to go, it's okay. Let's, let's see, you know, maybe I had a little bit more water or maybe I had a little bit more carbs for dinner or, you know, whatever those things is that actually influence the weight that goes up. And, you know, it's so amazing that you didn't decide to give up when your weight was fluctuating, but decided to go, you know what, it's okay. Let's, you know, let's, let's keep going and see what we can achieve. And I think that is very important. And a lot of people need to know that it's okay that they're, you know, if they're on a weight loss journey, that their weight is going to go up and then it's going to go down. And that is absolutely okay. And, you know, you mentioned that you still have a little bit of trouble. Um, Obviously, starting with CrossFit, you you definitely gained some muscle. Did that have a very big influence on you? You know, you've lost all this weight. Now you've gained, probably gained weight due to muscle and um, high intensity. Did that have a big effect on your mindset when that started happening? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and it still does. And I'm in constant communication with my coaches in with regards to this. And it is something that, you know, I still battle with. Do you know, I still eat a certain amount of food and I think, oh my goodness, that was so much food I'm going to put on weight. And I think having lost the weight and having a picture of what I used to look like and what I now look like, I think I do have a little bit of body dysmorphia. And I think that I often see myself as bigger than what I currently am. And I think that a lot of people, when they go through a weight loss journey, have that, you know, and I think it's even the opposite when people are trying to put on weight and they're struggling to put on weight and they do, there's still a lot of this body dysmorphia, you know, our minds trying to trick us into thinking that we look one way when we actually don't. So I do still struggle with that. And having gained a lot of muscle and put on weight, I've really tried to shift my mindset and I've had to get a lot of help with this because it's really not an easy thing to go through and not an easy shift to make in your head. And I've really, really tried to make that mental shift and just, you know, appreciate what my body can do, how my body can change and and what it's capable of, you know, and I'm trying to fixate less on what I look like and more on what I can do. And I think yeah. if, if more people could could just try and just focus on how incredible your body is and, and what it can do for you and how it can move and instead of what it looks like, I think we would open <laughs> something incredible. I definitely agree. And I think, you know, I've, I've gone through some a weight loss phase myself. And the biggest thing for me was like, now getting to a point of going, you know what, there's, there's no quick fix. There's no, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be 10 kilos lighter. So I might as well love my body the way it is right now because I cannot instantly change it. And I think if we accept what we look like, we can still have that desire to want it to change. And I think just accepting our bodies as it is right now and what it can do right now, but then thinking about, okay, it is going to change. So it is going to get stronger. We're going to gain more muscle. We're, you know, we're going to get fitter. We're going to get faster and our body's going to keep changing. But as soon as we just accept it for what it is right now, I think it's so much easier to go on that journey of gaining weight or losing weight or getting stronger. Um, so I think it's important to just, you know, hold on to what our bodies can do. And it's very powerful thing to my, to make that mindset of, you know, I know that I want my body to change, but I'm, you know, so grateful for what it can do at this point and just how much better and stronger it's going to get in the future. No, so I think absolutely. that is a very powerful thing. Um, what was the biggest change that you had to make and what helped you make that change to, you know, to kind of accept your body and accept where you are and to make these big changes in your nutrition and training? I think a lot of it does stem from my coaches. Um, both of them, my nutrition coach and my training coach. 
Um, and just having those hard conversations, you know, and I've received so much tough love from them where, yeah. where they're on my side, but they're also like, get it together. You know, like yes. this is how it is. This progress, I mean, the process is slow. Um, you can't rush anything. Um, you're doing exactly what you need to do um, in order to make these changes and have these changes take place, but it's going to take time. And I think it, for me, is just realizing that it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a month. You know, it might not even happen in six months, but the more consistent that I am and the more I just keep showing up and the more I just keep trying my best, this is going to take place. You know, it's going to happen. And I've just got to keep, you know, as much as I don't like the saying is trusting the process, you know, because it can be so frustrating. It can be so... um you know, disheartening and, and irritating to try and trust what's happening at the moment, but you have to. And if you trust, like for me, I've got all the trust for my coaches and I, and I trust that they're doing what's best for me. And I've just got to go with that. And I've got to just show up for myself every day, try my best every day and hope and wait to see the changes that are going to happen. Yes, I do agree. And I think a lot of people, they just want, you know, they want instant results. They don't want to, they don't want to yeah. take a year. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to put in the work for three years, for six years, for 12 years. They don't want to put in that work. They want to start with this journey now. And in two weeks, they want to see ultimate results, which is definitely not realistic and we yeah and we come from a, a society of instant gratification you know none of us like yeah. to wait for anything and yeah. unfortunately especially in this in the fitness industry or the weight loss weight loss journeys or weight gaining journeys or strength gaining journeys it's not going to happen like that no and what has been your biggest goal where you have been trying to achieve so you've you know you've started crossfit you've lost a lot of weight when you got to a point where you know you're feeling good about yourself what was the biggest goal that you set for yourself and are currently working towards um that's quite tricky i mean i i obviously have a lot of little goals that i'm trying to achieve now yeah. Um, after having gone through all of this. But in terms of like CrossFit, um, I do, I just, I want to be so good. I want to be so good and great. And I want to, you know, I would love to get to semifinals this year. That would be my, my biggest dream. And in terms of nutrition and, and my food and my body, I just my goal is just to back myself, you know, and just to believe in myself and to know that I'm capable and that I really can do anything that I want to do if I just keep showing up. So I think those are my two main goals now. That are some pretty, pretty big goals. And I think they're very much achievable. 
<laughs> but they're very much achievable. Like, you know, I've been following your journey and seeing the progress you've been making and you're fucking strong. So I think, <laughs> you know, you've been, you've been putting in the hard work and it's definitely, it's, it's paying off. And I think that is the most satisfying thing is knowing that you show up for yourself, you're backing yourself, you're doing everything that you are supposed to be doing. And, you know, this little wins are stacking up and you're actually seeing progress and you're, you're starting to be one step closer to achieving your goal. So I think that's pretty, you know, that's pretty damn powerful. It is. And and I think that it applies to everyone. I think once you start seeing the little bits of progress, no matter how big or small, it kind of, um, it like, feels this fire under you to keep going, you know? So I think like that's definitely what's happened to me. (laughs) And when was the first time that you realized or, you know, made this, this conscious decision of, I want to compete. I want to be the best. I want to be really strong. I want to be really good at CrossFit. Um, Actually, not too long ago, because I think I did go through a phase, like I spoke about earlier, of so much self-doubt. Like, can I even do it? Am I good enough to do it? And I think that, uh, I mean, even the other day, I had a whole, I was super, super emotional because I, I got to a point where I realized that everybody else backs me and everybody else believes in me except for me. And why is that? You know, and it's it's such a tricky thing to deal with, you know, when you, your mind is telling you, you can't do it, or you're not strong enough. But everybody else around you believes in you. So why is it so difficult to believe in yourself? And I mean, that's a constant struggle for me. And I end up just gaslighting myself into thinking, you know, trying to tell myself, you're great, you're good, you can do this, you know, and even if I don't currently believe it, um, I've got to just keep talking to myself like that. So I only really decided to be super, super competitive, I would say, maybe last year, around August, September, where I really said, okay, flip, I want to give this a real good go. Like, I want to put everything that I have into this and see how far I can go. And, you know, for me also, it's it's not just about now fitness or it's not just about CrossFit. It's not just about that, you know. It's more like I want to back me. I want to push myself. I want to see how far I can take this. How good can I actually get? And I want to see that. So that's my drive. And I think that happened yeah, last year. September when I when I said I'm gonna give this everything I've got yeah and I think it's you know if you have to back yourself because you're putting in all the work you're doing all the right things and I think it's it's probably a you know a life-changing moment when you realize that everybody's got your back and everybody believes in you and everybody is rooting for you so why the hell would you you know have you know, not back yourself. So I think, you know, getting to that point could possibly be one of the, you know, the, the most powerful decisions that you made 
just deciding that I'm going to back myself and I'm going to do this. And, you know, I think having that mindset of, you know, not just trying to do this because everyone else is backing me, but because you're actually believing that you are good enough and that you can do this. I know you recently competed and what was, what was your mindset like when you, you know, on the competition floor, when you like, you've made this big decision and you want to give it your all. And suddenly you're on a competition floor with these amazing, strong, fit women. What was that like? Yeah, it's always super, super daunting <laughs> taking the competition floor with some of the best athletes in this on this continent, you know, and and you you know when you're standing in the lane and to your right is this incredible machine and to the left is this incredible machine, you know, there is there's for me there is still those moments where I think to myself what the hell am I doing here like I don't belong here like I there's no ways I can compete with these people like have I lost my mind you know but but then again you know when when that competition buzzer goes off and you're just in that zone and you're focused just solely on what's in front of you and what you have to do, something else happens. So regardless of what happened, what I was thinking before, I'm now I'm in it. And now I'm going to do my best and I'm going to try my best, you know, and there's no better feeling. Like I recently competed at a King and Queen of the Bush Vault, which was an incredible competition. And one of the workouts were um, we had to do Fran, uh, one partner had to do Fran, and then the other partner had to do Fran backwards. Um, and I did Fran, the normal Fran going up. And before that workout, I was like, oh, my word, I know how Fran feels. I know <laughs> that this is going to suck. I know that I'm going to die. And the worst part is I'm going against all these top athletes, you know. And in that moment, you know, I'm freaking out. I don't know if I can do it. I'm anticipating the pain, which is a huge thing. Uh, but as soon as that buzzer went off, you know, I went for it. And I ended up finishing in the second fastest time, you know, out of all of the competitors, which then I'm like, wait, hang on a second. I can do it. You know, I am capable. And I, if I just had just this much self-belief... I I could go so far. So I think it's just, you know, on that competition floor and just really channeling that self-belief and just running with it. Yeah, and if you if you have those self-beliefs, what advice can you give to someone that's probably, you know, maybe help you um, if they get out on the competition floor and they have all these self-doubting beliefs, what advice or, you know, can you give them that is maybe something that helps you just to channel that inner confidence of, you know, believing that you are good enough? Yeah, I, it's, it's very tricky because it differs from person to person, especially in the sport, you know. And for me, I know if I get worked up, and if I start overthinking or if I start yeah. having a freak out or I'm turning to my coach and I'm going, 
oh my gosh, I can't do this. Or if I'm in the warm-up <laughs> area and suddenly I can't hit my snatch, I'm like, well, there we go. I'm done. Like this is, it's a, you know, and if I have that, I have the worst competition. And I think for me personally, you know, I try and just remain calm. And I try, and obviously this has been through the help of the my training coach who's tried to instill a whole bunch of strategies or teach me how to cope with this. And, you know, he said to me, just, you need to calm yourself down. And instead of focusing on the competition, look at this as stepping onto the competition floor and seeing what you can do, seeing what you're capable. Don't even worry about all the other competitors. Take this time to see what you are capable of, what, how far you can push yourself. You know, because at the end of the day, um, we we are always versing ourselves. And that is what it is, whether it be our mind or our body. You know, we're in constant competition. Um, yes. So for me, it's just stepping onto that floor, being calm and saying to myself, okay, well, let me see how well I can do. Let me see how hard I can push myself. Let me see what I am capable of. doesn't matter about anybody else and I think that's really helped me just sort of zone in and focus exactly on what I need to do on the competition floor yeah and I think that's important because you know we tend to step onto the competition floor and we're next to people that's really good and intimidating and like you said you you know competing against the top woman in Africa I remember when I was training with Lonnie and Ruan and you know, the first day I met them, I was like, I do not belong here. I don't. (laughs) Like it was that instant feeling of, I don't belong here. But then, you know, the longer you train with those people, you actually, it's, it's so incredible because, you know, you get to see them train, you see how hard they work, you get advice from them. You are actually now learning and growing. And now you're, you know, you're getting one step closer to where you want to be and I think the most amazing thing for me was like these people have this desire to see their athletes achieve their goals and it's not like you know what I'm not going to help you because I have reached this amazing success and I'm not going to help you achieve that you know they will give all their advice and they will you know help you with technique and you know they will motivate you and support you along your journey. And I think it's because they know how hard it was for them when they started. And I mean, getting into the sport at this point is so hard because everybody wants to be the best. So I think, you know, it's such a big privilege competing with those, you know, with those ladies and, you know, having them as coaches and having them as, as training partners. And I do believe that if you're, you know, if you're surrounding yourself with these people, you're bound to succeed because they're always going to be in your corner. They're always going to back you and they're going to help you to, you know, realize that you are good enough. And, you know, in this process, you've learned that you need to back yourself. And, you know, I'm excited to see, you at semifinals because, you know, you're putting in this work and you're, you know, you're learning and you're growing. And I think, you know, you have so much passion for what you're doing and you have 
this drive. And I think, you know, just having that why you want to do it is already going to get you so much further than, you know, 70% of the people that's attempting to do this because you have set your goals. You know, you now know that you actually are good enough to get where you want to be. And I'm so excited to see you grow and to support you when you get to semifinals. And I think, you know, it's going to be very, very exciting time for you this year. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited to see what's to come. And I mean, also just to touch on what you were saying about, you know, the other athletes. I mean, it's so it's such an uplifting community that we have, you know, and I like I speak to Lani and I speak to Ruan and I speak to other athletes, you know, and everyone is so supportive. Everyone, you know, it's not just about them, you know, they're so focused on just also providing the advice, providing the guidance, providing just a, a, a good community vibe that that yeah. us as as um, aspiring athletes, you know, that's the kind of thing that we look up to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's really important to keep that going, you know, because it really does shape other athletes. And yeah. it, that has been so awesome. Yeah, and anyway, I, I mean, I constantly see Ruan just, you know, having this this passion for his athletes and wanting them to succeed. And I'm, you know, I'm so excited to see all these athletes that he's coaching, that's growing and getting better. And you know, he's he's really got their back. It's not like you can't ever look back and go, no, I was by myself. You never do that because you know, no, they were always no. there. Yeah, so and I mean. Pretty- yeah, and he gives 110% to his athletes all the time. You know, even if he's competing, it's almost like he cares more about our competition than he does his own competition. And I mean, for us as athletes, we literally cannot ask for anything more or any more support or any more like love and encouragement because we literally get it all from you know, him and, and also the other athletes, which is, it's incredible. Um, and would you say that it's been, you know, it's been a, a game changer for you to train with, you know, other athletes kind of having the same goal as you and having these, you know, more, successful athletes helping you in, you know, giving advice and, and coaching you? Yeah, I think the saying is true that iron sharpens iron. And I think that in order to elevate yourself, you have to keep surrounding yourself with people that are better than you. You know, the minute that you get to a point where you are the best, there's almost no more growth because there's no one there now to push you or to um, see how far you can go. You know, if you constantly surround yourself with people that are better than you, then you are going to become better. So I think that that's really, really important. And training, I mean, yesterday I spent um, the afternoon at Lani's box and it was so intimidating for me to go and train with her um, because she is so phenomenal. But that is literally the only way I'm going to elevate myself is by pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, putting myself in a position where I'm not the best and, and, you know, and, and taking that information that 
that they're willing to give me and to take their knowledge and to take whatever they're willing to offer me to better myself. And the fact that I train every day with, well, with Ruan and having him guide me and, and also impart his knowledge on me has been a game changer. I mean, before I, I was just doing sort of general classes in CrossFit, the minute I decided to do an individualized plan with him, the results were unbelievable. So definitely, I mean, if, if anyone is looking to compete or to be competitive or just better themselves in any way, I would 100% suggest surrounding yourself with people that are better than you and surrounding yourself with people that have the knowledge and the guidance and are there to support you and, you know, encourage you. So that's definitely been a game changer for me. Well, I'm so, I'm so, so excited for you. Like I can't, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm a coach myself here and it's always like the biggest, you know, I get the biggest smile on my face when, you know, you've been, you've been programming and you've been seeing these members show up constantly and, you know, consistently they come to the gym, they're increasing weight. And when they get excited about their little wins, you just, you lighten up inside and you go, this is why I love it. And I think it's the same thing being an athlete. You, you know, you stack these little wins and it lights a fire in you every time that you get those small wins. So I think, you know, just stacking those small wins, believing in yourself and um, surrounding yourself with people that's going to get you on top. I think those are definitely, that, that's a recipe to success. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. So, so I'm going to end with one last question I want to ask you. Um, if you could have a conversation with, Anyone. This can be a sport enthusiast, a successful business person. If you can have a conversation with anyone, who would that be and what would you ask them? Oh, that is so tricky. <laughs> um, yo, that is so, so tricky. Um, I could have a conversation with anyone. Who would it be? I think, I think, <laughs> I think that I would have to say probably Sam Briggs, actually. Um, okay. Because she started her CrossFit career late, which I did the same thing. So I can kind of relate to her there. And I would ask her, you want to ask her so many things? I would ask <laughs> her. <laughs> I would probably ask her how she did that. I would ask her also, I would want to like delve deep into her mind and find out how that was for her. How was it competing against younger athletes? How was it trying to change your mind said, and not be so fixated on age and getting older? Because that's a huge thing for me. And how she yeah. navigated that path of being an older athlete, you know, and still being able to compete and be competitive. I think that is who I would ask and what I would ask them. Lovely. I love it. <laughs> I think I would want to ask her that too. That would be a good question. Well, thank you for, you know, just joining us today and having a conversation on, 
you know, your weight loss journey and your goals for the future. And um, I'm really excited to see you grow this year and the coming years and to see you executed on the, on the competition floor. So thank you for sharing a little bit with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been super, super awesome chatting about my journey and getting to know you. And I've really, really appreciated this. So thank you. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Inside the Athlete's Mind. I hope you enjoy delving deep into the incredible stories and insights of our guests. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode filled with inspiration and motivation. If you found value in what you've heard, please consider leaving us a review or sharing our podcast with your friends and fellow sports enthusiasts. Your support means the world to us and it helps us build our incredible community of resilience and dedication. Remember, greatness starts with the right mindset and our podcast is here to guide you in that journey. Thank you for joining me and I look forward to welcoming you back next time as we continue to explore inside the athlete's mind.